We did it. Nailed it. Nothing crashed. I always feel after that after that big huge opening theme that we just we just have that big climax and then we just see him go, Hello. Hello. <laughs> it seems like a deflation, doesn't it? No, I mean you get everybody bit bit up. Do you want me to become be like Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Game We'll Play It So Podcast, 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 Podcast. It's not what we do. It's just hi. Hi. And, and the, re- the other reason for that too is that we need that kind of. I build in that gap, which is the mm-hmm. James. The opening ends here, so you put the cut in for the audio. <laughs> yes, yeah, so people go. Oh, 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 oh great! And we do it for the audio listeners, Will, because we have the we have obviously our Twitch viewers here, and they're all happy and excited to be here. But like, the last thing you want is the audio viewers who like load up the podcast to be like. Blasted out of their ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, they don't do that. No, one of these days we're gonna do the uh, the NPR version of the Tig Whippies. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, the Game Will Play Itself podcast, where today we will uh, be discussing the wonders of food and video games. Uh, we will first start off with the cheese in Skyrim, and we all also, of course, know cake is a lie. Now to our sponsors. More on this after a few messages. Yeah, from our Twitch sponsors who put them in anyway. And then (laughs) rolls ad. (laughs) And half of the ads are the same, you know, more NPR. It's just more NPR. Yeah, it's just just like... Almost entirely only NPR. Join us on Sunday for the Sunday service with Lard, where you will be playing a game. I don't know what game. But it will be a game that you will enjoy. So join us on Sunday. NPR. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> so good morning, everybody. How much it costs to license Skindred for live streams? So five pounds fifty. <laughs> How is everyone doing this morning? I hope you're okay. This is the Game One Play Self Podcast. Oh yes, with myself, Lottie Maker. Uh, with James Atkinson, the uh, or- orange juice—I don't know—we're still trying to work something out because it's the coffee night. Good morning, everyone. I hope you all have a delicious cup of Joe or a cup of tea if that's your flavor. I would dare say that uh, the coffee night is the foil to the spiffing Brit. Much fucking yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an American what? drinking coffee. That's like the most foil you can possibly get. I would say I'm a Brit drinking tea, but it's iron brew. It, it's a Scottish soda. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah. It's, you're in ballpark. I'm an American drinking Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> you're Pringles and Gatorade, man. <laughs> I don't have any Pringles here right now. Oh, well, you're letting the side down, aren't you? Hey, hey. <laughs> I can go and get myself a cup of Yorkshire tea if need be. And then eat my Swedish meatballs with Nando's spicy mayo. Bloody hell, you'll be more British than I am at the moment. <laughs> Multicultural, man. Nando's is a South African restaurant chain <laughs> that's making Portuguese chicken. And it is good, Portuguese chicken. Oh, yeah. 
We all like a bit of a cheeky Nando's now and again. Bionic will <laughs> work on that. Once once Chris has a co- the co- it's the Coffee Night logo, we are going to put it on a mug. It's true. Mugs, t-shirts, signs. I actually, I'm excited for that. Yeah, we need more merch. Secret. We need more merch. Kim Kim has the shirt where she has the teacups on her D cups, and it works pretty well. <laughs> and it's a, it just works. It just Talk works. How is it? It just works. The problem is we need to get you like an a night drawn for the coffee night, right? Yeah, I have it in commission right now. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. But I mean, if any artists want to want to to do things, I will be willing to pay. Not an exorbitant amount of money, but the going rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have you know. I, I'm not sitting on buckets of cash, but yeah, you know, don't worry. I, I can pay a, a, a I can pay a comfortable sum. It won't be. It won't be paying you an exposure. It's all all right. We have money. Wait, wait. Exposure. You want you know two exposure, three exposure? Don't, don't talk about. Let's go. Let's go higher. Five hundred exposure. Let's do five hundred exposure. <laughs> don't talk to Ubisoft about exposure. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the wrong kind of exposure, James. <laughs> hey oh. Oh. So let's uh. get on with. Let's get on with it with the show then. Time for our content dump. And to be fair, is 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 fairly good news. Or, or interesting news rather than someone else has done a bad thing, the bastards. You know, um, let's get on with a big one then. Yeah. Todd Howard. Todd, you fucking madman. You did it. <laughs> Skyrim for 7.5 billion. <laughs> you did it. You goddamn did it. It's going to be preloaded now on every Windows 10 PC. I hope so. Isn't it? I really do. <laughs> oh, I want that so bad. The meme potential. They ha- They almost kind of have to, right? Like, right? Microsoft almost kind of has to do that now. Like, uh, I'm sure uh, that would be hilarious if that was in the contract. Is somewhere in the contract it says, and they must preload Skyrim onto every upcoming Windows machine. <laughs> Windows tablet, Windows phone. <laughs> <laughs> just, just all of it, man. Just. Just all of it, all the time. <laughs> but there, I mean, obviously. So, for those of you who didn't know, early last week, Microsoft bought Bethesda and all of Bethesda Studios for seven point five billion dollars. Which, um, I believe. I know the the panic memes for the uh, the PlayStation owners. Just <laughs> we have the best exclusives, Microsoft. Buys Bethesda, sweat drops. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they say all Bethesda titles will be on Xbox, PlayStation, and other con, and then asterisk and other consoles on a <laughs> on a case by case basis. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair because let's be honest, I don't think the Ouya has the juice to run uh, some fucking <laughs> Doom Eternal. No, no. <laughs> I know they had to downgrade a bunch of stuff for Doom 2016 on Switch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a Switch. Yeah. 
Which, by the way, yes, I have Doom 2016 on Nintendo Switch. Of course. <laughs> the Switch is... It's it me, I own Doom. <laughs> it's the Switch, which means the Switch is either the most underpowered console or the most overpowered handheld console, handheld device. Take yep. a pick. It's one or the other. Not both. <laughs> Here's some, but here's some crazy fallout from all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, stuff that we haven't thought about. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, first of all, are we going to see a quality uptick in these games now? Because Microsoft <laughs> is a part of this? <laughs> they yes. actually have to finish uh, the game before they release them. I'm, I'm going to actually state, yes, we're going to see a quality uptick in Bethesda Publishing. Um, we probably won't see any changes in Arcane id or machine games um because they are hitting pretty much the same standards but i expect there to be an engine overhaul for not elder scrolls 6 because of how far into development it is but uh the next iteration of that and fallout good and then there's that's my piece and here's the other (laughs) here's the other thing that i was going to talk about and uh, i told already told will about this but i'll get your thoughts on this chris Mm-hmm. Are we going to see an Obsidian Fallout now? Another um, one. Maybe. We may actually see an Obsidian Elder Scrolls as an option. I think so. For, for just a quick recap on Obsidian. Obsidian is fantastic at taking other people's game systems and uh, worlds and building enormous, wonderful stories out of them. They've done it with most of the franchises they've touched. So, that's something I think is on the table in uh, at the moment. I think also a Wolfenstein um, Obsidian game is on the table as well. Because I believe the last Wolfenstein was not received as well. Um, I mean, there were definitely some weird mechanic choices, like an odd leveling system that shouldn't have been there. <laughs> But we now have a lot of interesting options with creators like Obsidian and with these uh, smaller companies. We also have a lot more expansion on things like engine development options. And it also means now that Microsoft owns one of the largest MMOs. <clears throat> it's true. They've really gone all, all in, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean... Just- we just had a titan eat another titan. So Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really gearing up for this thing. They really are gearing up for this generation. For a fight back at Sony. Because, and somebody else said it. They're still on catch-up because of the quality of games that Sony produced for this generation. If you look at it, and you know, when you compare things like The Last of Us, Uncharted 4, The Uncharted Lost Legacy, you've got Ghost of Tsushima, just to name a few. And that was something that the Xbox this generation didn't fully have, did it? I mean, you had a couple of Ori's, but there was nothing really hugely stand out that helped sell the Xbox One. And on top of that, the Xbox One is literally just directly competing with the other Microsoft product of the PC. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they have to find a way to bridge the gap between those two issues. Now, the Xbox is most certainly, you know, a, a more affordable option than a gaming PC. Like the low end gaming PCs are like 600, 700 bucks. Yeah. When they you look at a few games and you're going to get some chugging, but Xbox is like 500 and you buy that and a hundred dollar office machine that all it needs to do is run a couple, you know, basic email apps and Excel and log into your web browser. You're good. You're, you are fine to function. And it's the same price with honestly more stability. Yeah, because there was, there was people saying about the, the graphics cards that were coming out. It's like, oh, yeah, I could just get one of these and it'd be great. It's like, um, aren't you forgetting the rest of your PC? <laughs> yep. <laughs> because, because, you know, when, when, when we changed mine over to the 1060, we had to look at new motherboard because it didn't, it may not have fitted in. Then you think, well, the motherboard, does, does my CPU fit in that motherboard okay? Does this yep. bit fit in there okay? Does this bit the next thing? So you have to take in all of this, and this could bring bring your PC build with your great new graphics card that you've got here, saying it's going to be better than the consoles, and you've run into, what, $1,200? Possibly, yeah. Oh, no, you'll you'll run real fucking high. Yeah. You'll, you'll so run real fucking high. The other thing, too, you have to realize is that even if you just buy the graphics card and put it into your existing machine, guess what? Um, just because you put a VA into a Honda Civic doesn't change the fact that it's still a Honda Civic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, 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 there was questions going around is, is the Sony games that are coming out going to be in jeopardy? And uh, Todd Howard's come out and said, no, they're still coming out. Microsoft have said, no, those Deathloop and the other one, the Tokyo one, are still coming out as exclusive for PlayStation. Any other big games will be by a game-by-game basis. Yeah, because they have to roll through the contract still, because when they buy it, they buy up the contracts for the current development as well. Yeah, hmm. it makes it, it's, it's only, and to be honest, that's, it's fair. <laughs> Mark, yeah, it's 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 good business for Microsoft to be seeing as the good guy in this situation. Um, ultimately, I think this is a <coughs> it's a smart business move for Microsoft. It is a good business decision from for Bethesda, who we've been kind of talking as like a little bit of a floundering studio, anyways, because their hits haven't hit. Um, mm -hmm. and it just means good good things going forward. Um, I, yeah. once again, as it as it pertains to the console wars um it just shows you the difference in vision because sony is focusing on a console playstation 5 the console what it is that microsoft is focusing on the brand or xbox having an xbox is part of that but you can play xbox on pc pc on xbox it doesn't matter how you do it and how you get the games so that's that's kind of the difference i'm seeing here where like now we're starting to diverge away in the console wars where Sony is focused on their one product and what they bring to it. Xbox is focusing on how can we bring these games to as many people as possible. Yeah. And it's not just for this generation coming. It's for every generation they've had. Because the original Xbox games so far that they've brought will work on the Series X or S. So, so it's, 
you can definitely see the two different bits there between the companies, as well as Game Pass and Sony going, well, we don't think that makes actual sense, really, because you're making games at hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you're putting them on a subscription service with a low, with an absolute ton of other games. That doesn't seem sustainable to us. So that's why they're not doing it. So Which, Chris, again, you can see their point. This, this Sorry, I'm, I'm dealing with uh, my mic at the moment, which is Microsoft yeah. keeps lowering my mic volume down, and I keep telling it to lower it up, bring it up, and it keeps bringing it back down again. <laughs> and, I, you, and I can't tell her how to stop. Like, if I'm talking right now, it's lowering it down. I can see it lowering it down. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's going down to us, but that's probably because in Discord it's a different thing. I can see it. No, I can see it in the mixer. So, yeah. like, so I need to figure out to tell that, or I need to guess Chris to give me what's what I should be using for um what Do I should be also... using to use as a mixing program. Yep, because now I'm now I'm peaking. Now it automatically lowers down my peaks, and now I'm quieter yeah. for you guys. So in the audio version of the podcast, you'll hear a different. Complete thing. Oh, I, I, I manage my volume primarily just going through uh, a combination of sitting forward and sitting backwards and uh, using... Yeah, well, I do that too. I, I, I run off of a potato. I run off of a voice meter potato just because there's more input slots, but like any voice meter works. Yeah, well, I'm, the problem I'm having is the physical hardware device is lowering my mic volume. Like the physical oh. Microsoft hardware is lowering my mic volume. Like if I'm staring, mm. you go to you go to sound, you go to devices, recording, mic, and I can just watch it just go click 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 click, and I'm like, why? Uh, so I mean, if I, I go if I move up like this, now all of a sudden it moved my mic volume down to like fifty, and I have to yell if I'm at the normal spot to get the normal sound. Um, I think that's a software setting for communications. Yeah. But I think they moved that into the, not the control panel sound, but the um, Windows 10 options sound. Tech advice for Tiguifi. Did you guys hear the, the rumor though that was going around before this acquisition of uh, Bethesda and Zenimax uh, took place? That they were looking at selling to Sony, but Sony didn't want to play it pay the considerably absolute parking price of three billion dollars. Yeah, holy shit! Buying them for three bill, like well, Zenimax. Yeah, they were talking. just trying to sell Zenimax, just Zenimax, not Bethesda. Right? Oh, okay. Ah, right. Okay, so that's why they didn't go for it. That's fair. <laughs> to also give you guys a little bit of insight into Microsoft, Microsoft is currently sitting on one hundred seventy-nine billion dollars in cash in their company right now and they have a market cap of about 1.6 trillion dollars so a 7.5 billion dollar acquisition for them well major isn't really breaking the bank yes yeah, chump change for them these days isn't it i mean if they wanted to give me a, a billion dollars I'll, I'll take it <laughs> oh yeah and uh sony's sony's cash on hand is 30 yeah like that's literally 10% of their cash yeah. three like yeah. whereas it's just a it's just a drop in the fucking bucket for Microsoft 
Yeah, and that, that is stuff that unfortunately Sony can't deal. You know, they can't compete with, so they have to do something different. Yeah. But when Sony do do that, mm-hmm. we've seen the results. We've seen the results of the PS2. We've seen the results of the PS4. I mean, hell, if it wasn't for the PS2, the P- the game games would pro- possibly be still considered not mainstream by a lot more people than what it is at the moment. The PS2 and 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 by proxy the PS1 helped bring gaming into mainstream. Yeah, but would Sony go for it? Would would Sony go for that? I'd be bought. Well, here's the other problem: is that if they did it, would they then not cause a monopoly? Mm-hmm. And then you'd have monopoly charges across the bank. Because I and I think we look at Microsoft and Sony are really two different companies. If we ultimately look at them, yeah, Microsoft is a software company. It's what they do. They make Windows. They make, they mean, they make this, they make the Surface tablet, but that's, that's, that's not really. They're a software. They, they make Windows and they make specific machines to run Windows. Right, optimized machines to run Windows, but essentially they, they are software based. They, they developed as a software yeah. company. They are a software company first. That's what they do. What is Sony's major thing? Hardware, TVs, Hardware, sound. TV, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what Sony does. So, Bethesda now, and all the other studios from ZeniMax being part of Microsoft. I mean, I think it's a good thing. It's ultimately a good thing for the the industry. I think it's good. I think it's good for Bethesda and fans of Bethesda games. Yeah, because their games will now be made to actually be finished properly before they release. Well, it's not only that, but they'll have the capital to do it. I think. Yeah. The, I think the always the biggest thing, like Bethesda, was always a great company with like letting their game developers just make the games they want. But the problem always became is like they were game developers; they would let the game developers make the games they want, but they were just kind of stuck within budgets. <clears throat> yeah, um, Microsoft has shown that they're very much let the studios still run themselves. Like they, they're like, okay, we're your corporate overlords now, but you do you. They'll supply the capital and then they'll keep them on track. Yeah. That's ultimately what it boils down to. The, the main conflict we've seen with Microsoft, and I do believe they have learned very quickly from it, was Bungie. When that was their mainstay studio, when they were like, all right, Bungie, let's crank out some games. Bungie was like, we've had enough. We can't do that. No. And they stepped away. And it looks like Microsoft has learned that lesson where they're just acquiring studios and saying, do the things you're doing. We're going to take in a little bit of cut and we're just going to help you out. Well, we're going to keep you on track. And, and well, I think this is the other thing and that we can talk about too. And I think this is what they've actually done where now they don't have one mainline studio where everybody's expecting a game every year to two years. They have multiple mm-hmm. studios so they can stagger out releases so they're not stressing one studio out. You can have an Obsidian game then a Bethesda game, and then a Microsoft first party, party title, and then another game, and then another game. Like, so they, instead of relying on just one studio and just saying, you're it, they have so many under their umbrella now where they can just be like, 
you know, we're not going to stress you. Here's your release window. Here's what you have. There's your time frame. But we have other ones to work on. So you could work on your one project. You know, mm-hmm. that be you have you be you. Do braid. Do braid too. That's just what you do. Um, do do Fallout. But think about the other things now we can talk about. Uh, Microsoft being a software company and knowing about optimizing software. Um, think about the potential for, like you said, a Fallout game being optimized now. Being able to, because if it's going to run on a PC and it's going to run on the Xbox, because they're owned by the company that that not only runs the operating, that owns the operating system, but also owns the hardware and software for the Xbox. Being able to have that inside tracked on all of that, mm-hmm. they can yeah. they they can say they're they're not worried about sharing industry secrets now. They're in the <laughs> fold, so they can just be like, okay, here's everything you need to know to do that, and that I think helps them get gets the games more optimized. I'm excited to see what they could do with Fallout um, MMO. I can't think of it right 76. now. Fallout 76. 76. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially going off of... Um, so here's the big thing with things like Fallout and things like... Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, ESO. So right now they're working off of servers which have to be owned by ZeniMax Online or at least rented out by ZeniMax Online. Now they're being passed over to Microsoft, where Microsoft owns their entire... Microsoft just literally did an experiment with servers by dunking them underwater and seeing what happens. And also, cool. more on that, uh, but we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. They're going to have reduced running costs by working with Microsoft now. They're going to have a lot of reduced running costs. So it's going to actually be cheaper for them. Which means they'll have less time worrying about if their servers are going to be stable enough because they can pass it along to this, uh, the Microsoft team and be like, hey, can we adjust the servers? And they'll go, yeah, sure. Tip, tap, tip. Here you go. <clears throat> On top of that. Or they'll just tell them, like, they're like, hey, can we adjust the servers? They'll just go, here's the controls to the servers. Just do what yeah. you want. <laughs> they're, they're just going to pass along a set of dedicated servers and go, have fun. Um. In fact, that's exactly how Microsoft runs their servers is they have a set of servers. When you have a service with that, they hand you off a, a chunk of them and just go have fun. Um, Halo 2 was actually running for, what was it, like 10 years after the the um, the rest of the game lost support because they had a couple people who were running Xboxes on generators in a single multiplayer connection. So there was still a live Halo 2 server running because there were still people in it. And guess what? Now there's live Halo 2 servers running again because it got re-released on Steam. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, and the, the, the Master Chief Collection, when that came out at the launch, yep. that would have boosted it because of the old multiplayer are on that. Now, beyond that, they actually have further flexibility because Microsoft is competing with Amazon, Mm-hmm. For their cloud services. AWS. So, AWS versus Azure. And fun fact, Azure has been in the game a lot longer. But you're literally using that titanic set of technology that can adjust and modify on the fly to, again, reduce running costs way more. Yep. We're looking at further server stability in any multiplayer game they're publishing. We're looking at smarter adjustments that will keep things more seamless. And that's just on the connection side of things. Now they also have access to all of the dev tools and everything that Microsoft has 
and they can access the engine pieces that Microsoft has, which is enormous. They have a huge engine behind them now instead of being separated from all of the tools that they're trying to work with. I think they're currently using the creation engine for the other games, which got overhauled by id when they did the id acquisition. That's why Skyrim is so strong is because id the uh, id engine teams came in and said, hey, we can fix this a bit. And so they did. But they have id tech, they have creation, and now they have anything else that is being offered through yeah. Microsoft. I mean, you could you could almost even say that like they could say, "Hey Obsidian, can we borrow your engine and use that?" "Hey, can we borrow the new Halo engine to make a Skyrim game?" Could you imagine the Halo That's the big strong bit. Using the Halo engine to create Skyrim, that is 110% possible and also would be amazing. And I know we're just saying Skyrim, but let's be honest, how can we take any other Elder Scroll game seriously right now that and not call it Skyrim? Right. Even ESO is running Skyrim events right now. It's true. So, um, since we've beaten this horse pretty well, <laughs> we'll end, I'll ask one final question of all of us. Good or bad for the gaming industry? Yay or nay? Good. Good. Very good. Um, neither. I'll, I'll put it, it is, it is, it cancels itself out. Okay. We're taking down a huge publishing titan, passing it into another one. But it, is it good for the consumer? Yes. Is it good for the industry? Not necessarily. We have yet to see. Okay. I'm saying it's good. Good. I am I follow Chris's idea, but I'm still going to say it, it's good overall for the industry because anytime you can get creative people in less stressful work environments to create things and get paid a better wage, then it's good. So uh, Todd Howard, and, and let's just hope they keep Todd Howard around. He can go from being the director to, like, just their PR hype man. He just has the overlord like a Vince McMahon, just, like, you know, waving his hand at Todd when Todd says somebody looks back at him and they go. He's just in there sniffing the money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've seen results of collaborations like this before on Sony's side. I mean, look at Death Stranding. Yeah. When Hideo Kojima left Konami and said to, went to Sony, I would like to make a game. And Sony went, yeah, of course, what do you need? Look at the studio tours he went on of all the first-party studios that Sony has under their umbrella. And they went, how do you need? What do we need to do? We've seen it before. So, you know, it could work wonders for them. And he made a visually stunning game. Visually stunning game. I'm not saying it's a great game. <laughs> I'm just saying it is a, is a, as a piece of software, it is a well-run, visually appeasing game. He also he also told them he wants that he wants to do motion capture of his best friend naked. I mean, and not Jeff Keeley best friend, but Norman Reedus. It's like imagine the pitch of this. Okay, so I want Gamera del Toro, Mad Mickelson, and Norman Reedus, but he's naked and holding a baby. Why is Norman Reedus to uh to him as uh, Johnny Depp is to uh, 
Tim Burton, yeah. Tim Burton, Tim Burton. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just both like working together. <laughs> I, let, let's put it this way: they're they're both let, they're both well established in their careers, but they're also both outsiders of their professions. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe is kind of it because Norman Reedus, you wouldn't see him starring in a James Bond film. But you can't say that the guy doesn't have good acting chops and talent playing the character. He really he does. Well, they're both they're here it is. Here's why they're best friends. Ready? They're both known for one thing that they've been forced to do for the longest period of time, and they want to finally break out and do something fucking different. Mm. I mean, yeah, nobody can really say no to Kojima anymore. I mean, I could, but, you know, <laughs> he would he's, listen. He's making a horror game now. I don't want to play it because I'm pretty sure it's just going to be fucking nightmare fuel. Like, the one thing that scares me the most about Kojima is him doing a horror game. Because his Metal Gear games and stuff already have an, and like, look at it, look at Death Stranding. It already has enough fucked up shit in it anyways. Now he's just like, now I can go full Monty because it's a horror game. No, Kojima, don't. I don't want to see this. It's going to scare the shit out of me. Especially on new graphics. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine it being VR. <laughs> it would just be more... Jesus, yeah, that's gonna be, yeah, yeah. Like the back of my head, you know, Kojima's going. I really wish HR Geiger was still around. I'd really like to work with that guy. Let's unfreeze him. Let's bring him back. We got the money. That is a disturbing thought. Is it the most disturbing thought? I'm like, that's the thing. I love, I like Kojima as a creator. I think he brings like a left field kind of stuff to the game to the gaming industry. But it absolutely scares me. Yeah, that's the whole point of horror games. But it's a ho- it's a Kojima horror game. Yeah, like horror games, Kojima, whole new level. And remember, he he's worked with Guillermo del Toro. So imagine Kojima, Kojima horror game with character designs by Guillermo del Toro. No, as a as a horror aficionado, uh, it's good. It's creative. It's yeah. pretty. Not that scary. <laughs> it, all de- it all depends on the lighting and the sound effects. At that point, just don't put big monsters in it. We don't want those. Yeah. <laughs> Crab Stop battles. I'm trying to sneak around here, but my ass cheeks are dummy thick. There's some kind of cave demon. Crab battle. Yeah, no, I I don't want to see a Kojima knife. I want to see a Kojima (laughs) horror game, but I don't want to see a Kojima horror game. Uh, And for those of you taking taking uh, stock at home, you can check off Hido Kojima. You can check off Mm -hmm. Todd Howard and Doom and Doom. (laughs) If you're playing at home on the uh, Tigwhippy's bingo sheet. We really should actually like make a bingo sheet. We really should. Whoever fills that one out, we give them a gifted sub. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh that's something to look forward to for next gen. Um also I think when was his when was that last tweet that he did? I have to pull up Kojima tweets. 
Um, cause I remember reading the, uh, reading like what he was like looking at and reading. And I think like, he's just like, guys, I'm working on my next game. And like on his table was like the three body pro problem, which is like a sci-fi, a Chinese sci-fi novel, which I really do enjoy. And I would recommend listening to if you have the chance to, but also like Nietzsche. And I was just <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> This getting inspiration. No, no, Kojima, don't do that. <laughs> no. Oh, good. He is right in the top of the search. Where is? Um. Also, I will end with one other final meme for Haido Kojima. Uh, okay. By the way, he loves Dune. He's excited for the new Dune movie. Um, Hell yeah! But is it's it was it was in the Drake format, which is buy kojima's next uh video game no spend 60 dollars to play to listen to hedo kojima's playlist yes <laughs> <laughs> well we, we we touched upon the amazon cloud service thing the aws and that is gonna be powering amazon's console live streaming game service luna which was announced this week and okay so uh functions similarly to google stadia in that it lets you play games on streaming devices without downloading or ins installing them uh yeah it's the amazon web service through which many multiplayer games use for hosting amazon is promising the ability to seamlessly change screens without losing progress or interrupting your gameplay sessions and while luna works with 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz connections the company recommends a 10 megabits per second internet connection at minimum and 35 megabits per second for 4k streaming those are both like very standard um it's like <clears throat> your 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 middle ground package for most ISPs are fifty, so that's right. like it's actually a very reasonable set of requirements. I mean, over here it's still a little bit iffy with that one. So, mm -hmm. um, Amazon Lu Luna will enter early access soon, and it will be available on Windows Ten, PCs, Mac, iPhone, and iPad via the web app and Fire TV devices when it launches, with Android support to follow. During early access, it will support an introductory price of $5.99 a month. So imagine that will go up um, when that comes out. But it seems the price yeah, may increase at some point in the future. That's $5.99. And Luna will initially only be available in the mainland US. Uh, so, yeah. Makes sense. Um, here are my predictions for this. Is uh, I don't expect this to take off very well. Um, we've had 10 billion different cloud streaming services for games try and take off i suspect it's going to still be you still have to buy the game but we can run all the hardware for you yep so i see it more as just a a saver as a way to cut into uh console pricing um the way it sounds like is it sounds like it's just remoting into their servers and you run off of their servers I think it's, it's, it's a savior thing isn't it again yeah it's their yeah. Say, it's it's their console. it's it's Amazon Stadia stopgap. It's basically them going. 
let's let I think this is them beta testing. Let's be honest. This is this is you opting in to pay for a beta test. It's just a, they're like, okay, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try this out. Let's stress test this stuff. Let's see if people will pay us to stress test it. Yeah, that's that's ultimately what I think it's going to to end up turning into is is just that. Because I think what their next step is going to I think their focus with this is they're using an entertainment medium to try and find something for a business option. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're probably looking for is they're looking to produce something super small, like a Kindle Fire Stick Type S type thing, where you can plug it into the back of a monitor, and then you can plug a keyboard and mouse into it. Now you can remote into your Amazon trademark uh, server and work on your stuff. Or that's what I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah, that's that's the new form of a mobile computer. Let me plug yeah. my Fire Stick in here. Let me take up my Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. Yeah, Bluetooth it to the thing, and I I can work. Yeah, it literally turns a single, like, you know, tiny, tiny thing. The next thing I expect is they're going to try and create some sort of foldable keyboard that works with it. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they, they are making their own controller for the games again. They're releasing it about $50. So mm-hmm. it's kind of slightly cheaper than the Xbox and PS5 controllers. They, they yeah. are promising ray tracing, they are promising 4K, but as I found out <laughs> last night inadvertently, me trying to stream in 4K didn't work. No, you get your bitrate throttled by... by uh, I think with for 4K, you need at least six, 6K. A 6K bitrate. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, thankfully, it was Michael who um, said to us, he went, Oh... You're, you're dropping frames, and I look at the frame rate, and it's like, oh, oh shit, that yeah, that's quite a lot. So I went into the graphics setting, and I see the the three eight six four by by such and such, and I'm like, yeah, that, that, that that's four K. Let's move that back down to HD, and then then straight on. actually, actually, everybody, um, Twitch in their uh, setup stuff does not have four K streaming. They only allow up to 1080p. So that's what they would need to change as well. Because it, it did say, looks like there was some integration with uh, Twitch going to go on there. Like Again, like Stadia with YouTube. Um, but yeah, you got a list of games that will be there support, including Ubisoft. Um, let, let's see, where is it? Is, is the it there? Is, is the other there? Let's be honest. That's the next company to get bought is Ubisoft. That's yeah. a poison chalice, that one. With everything that's going on. You say poison chalice, I just say on sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get rid I of just the back. Some we'll some books. But there is no there is no Elder Scrolls Skyrim. <laughs> uh Moon Queen, uh, I don't know anything about the mobile game soda guys. I haven't looked into it. I don't play mobile games, so I can take a quick little Google search here. Yeah, I, I also don't play mobile games. Yep, don't look at me for mobile games. I've said it before. Uh, I have uh, I have point tactics. I, I played Candy Crush a while back. I have not played it in months because I haven't. I don't use Facebook anymore. Uh, only very very rarely. So mobile games, don't know. <laughs> not the people to ask. It's it's <laughs> o- it's only on uh it's only on Google devices. So it's only on the Google Play Store. It's made by a studio that has two other games, which are called Crash Ballistics and Parachute Car Dart. So immediately off to a good start. 
And I'm trying to find something about the studio. Uh, do, 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 do. There is nothing about the studio. Also, the other thing you guys should know is um, it contains ads. It's also an early access game. So that means it's probably being tested out, but I think there's a big enough outcry against it. Uh, yeah, they're even saying pretty solid. It's a Fall Guys knockoff. Even the people rec recognize it's a, it's a Fall Guys knockoff, but Fall Guys isn't on your mobile device. So if that's something you want to do, go ahead. It's free to play. So you got an Android, go ahead and play it. You can't play it on Apple because, well, they're busy fighting another lawsuit right now. Yep. It's a knockoff, Moon. Look at the Overwatch knockoffs. Tell me they don't look weird. It's just close enough. It's just they're yep. just trying to get on that money train. Also, because they they're it's free because there's ads like crazy in the game, is what people say. So uh there's a reason why we also don't talk about Fall Guys anymore on this channel. Because we beat it. I beat the game. Mm -hmm. We did it. We did it. We all yeah, beat the we game. Did it. Don't need to play it anymore. <laughs> uh, for, for those of you who are going to ask, uh, I will. I believe I can speak for the entire Tigwibbies, uh team here right now. Uh, yes, we know about Among Us. No, we won't play it because we all want to remain friends. Yep. I'll play it. I won't. But that's because <laughs> I'm all about those game types. I know. I, I mean, for you, I understand. I understand you guys not so much, and I'm I'm content with not playing with you guys. Yeah, I mean, like I won't be playing. It. I would say, like I won't be playing it with my two co-hosts because I can feel that that hey. game could be very contag, con you know, contentious. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> if none of us are an imposter, and yet you know, we're, we're looking to go. Oh, Lard was here. I was like, fuck off, was I? <laughs> no, call me a liar you know that's that's the thing it's like i i i see the appeal but i i've seen people be upset with it yeah it's, it's and that it's, could bleed over between from playing the game and just saying it to being real life we call this the monopoly quandary because how many people have played monopoly with people that they like or your friends or family how well does that usually go Till you're an hour in and all of a sudden somebody's flipping the fucking board going, you're a cheating whore, grandma. <laughs> this is getting too close to Uno, James. You're right there, mate. It's, it's, no, okay. no, it's, it's not a card game. Immediately, I can recognize it's not a card game. So there's no there's no problems there. Just wanted to get that like out into the open that like probably not a free play Friday game. Just as an FYI to everybody. Yeah, I, I feel like... Yeah. Brain stopped functioning halfway through that sentence. We're good. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I, I see it. I looked at it and went... Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I, I would I would want to play that. Because, you know, you're, you're pretty much calling people out for being lying to get away with murder. And I'm not, I'm not sure I could I could handle that, so I think that would be a among Among Us would be a no for me. Yeah. Maybe if we got the big batch of everyone we've had, 
Maybe we could fuck around with it, but probably not. As, as yeah. somebody for me, you know what I would like to do for an Among Us game? <laughs> I wouldn't play the Among Us, but I would shoutcast the Among Us. Like oh, doing, hell yeah. Doing <laughs> the play-by-play of the Among Us would be wonderful. Like, I would I would enjoy that. Oh, damn, because they function off of Discord. Shit, it wouldn't work that way. Well, no, we could use Google. We could do something else. We could, we could, oh. I was thinking, if I play it and you shoutcast me playing it. (laughs) Yeah, I would, you know, we'd have the, uh, I'd be muted on the, on the Discord audio. Mm -hmm. But listening in and then just being able to then, like, use any of the other services that are there to, to provide it. Or mm-hmm. if, like if I'm if I'm doing a stream and there's nobody else doing it and I'm just solo shoutcasting it at that point you just mute my audio and then I just have my audio streaming through the stream and then it's fine because it's separate devices. Yeah, believe it or not, people, let me tell you what Among Us is actually. Ready for this? You're a reality TV show. Yep, you're playing reality TV. That's what Among Us is. It's literally Big Brother, just sped up. We're survivor. Yeah, we're serial killers and so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's base it's it's werewolf, but with you know actions you have to do. Besides that, I was gonna go with Survivor meets Clue. It's deceit. I'm happy for the developer. Like, oh yeah. I, I, like, and I'm also really pleased with that they they came out and said they were gonna develop Among Us Two, but they've stopped development on Among Us Two to continue work on Among Us One. So instead of going and making another game where they would make us a t- make a ton of money, they decided that they're going to work on the game that they've already made. So bravo mm-hmm. on developers! Like they're 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 giving. I mean, obviously they also made a shit ton of money on this game. But um, remember, Mighty is the one who wears the crown because uh, we use Twitch a lot here to show how popular a game is right now. Uh, so Among Us currently has uh. 218k views now league has 740k i just assume that there's a league tournament going on right now that's why they're uh yeah it's it's internationals going on right now that's why league is so high so we kind of push that off to the side um does anybody want to guess where fall guys is right now third i'd say fifth um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-first. Bloody hell, that's fallen. At but then seven. again, you know what has fallen? And I can say this why why? Because there's the the lack of different games. People have seen yep. them all until the new update. But remember, three weeks ago, this thing was the hotness. Yep. And mm-hmm. then Among Us came out, and now it's the hotness. Yep. And Fall Guys has, well, fallen off. It is it is behind Hearthstone, Rocket League, Apex Legends, Valorant, WoW, Teamfight Tactics, even sports. What sport is streaming right now? Oh my god, Cricket is on Twitch now. <laughs> but that's the thing, Robin, isn't it? It's a case of there's no the variety is not there. So if you're constantly playing the same round again and again and again and again and again and again and again. 
and you know they may have a resurgence but i think this this is it's it's the battle royale quandary right it's mm-hmm. the the new hotness comes up it's hot for a while then it gets stale and then it goes away among us is a great it may have longer staying power because it's not about the gameplay. It's about the person to person interaction. But the fact that the game, the game relies on other applications, discord and that kind of stuff to really integrate it and make it fun. Eh. Price point is there. Gameplay is fun. I think it'll last for a little while, but I think that it's, it's going to fade away until the next one comes out. Oh yeah. Season two is out early October. For four guys, they've, they've actually started showing bits of some of the games that are on there, including a different version of uh, Oops, it, Hoopsie Daisy. To be honest, I we already knew my thoughts on Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the new stuff that they have coming out, really, like even if I was into Fall Guys, it's just like it just looks like the stuff just rearranged differently, and more and more cooperative ones, like. If anything, like I feel that Fall Guys should have less cooperative ones in it. Yeah, because those are the those are the worst games, hands down. What, when do you see, when do you see teams in uh, things like Takeshi's Castle or Ninja Warrior? You don't. You just don't. So the less they have of those team ones, the better. Mm-hmm. Including team tag, get rid of tail tag stuff as well because the lag on those is so stupid compared to other people you're playing with or just upgrade the servers <laughs> stop having two xboxes running on a generator to be like running your entirety of the servers <laughs> <laughs> so uh is that the content dumpling have we are we finished with that one yeah mm-hmm. i think so. so we can move on to what we've been playing hell yeah do you want me to go first, or do you guys want to? I'm going to be um, short, so... Same. Okay, go, go, go for it, then. Whichever one. Let's hear from you, James. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, three games. That's all I've been playing. Because mm-hmm. I've been studying. So... You guys should all be happy the fact that I'm not playing a lot of video games. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um... They are Football Manager. Yes. I am two games away from having an undefeated season. In all competitions. We have not lost a game yet. Uh, I have to win the Champions League final and the FA Cup final. And I would have won every everything I was in. And I think at that point I have beaten the game. Which is perfect because F M F one F M twenty twenty one has been announced for November twenty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is this, this is that won't be extra life. <laughs> nope, it won't be extra life every single time. But yeah, football manager. Uh, I I want to wrap it up. I want to get the season done, and I know I kind of left the series hanging. I'm going to do a wrap up video for YouTube, and then I also want to do a video of like where the team is five and ten years in the future. The only problem is, like, I have to, like, finish the save, and then I have to retire, and then I have to let the game process 10 years. Now, mind you, this is a database that is already 12 years old, and I've had 12 years of players generated and retire and become coaches, so it's a pretty large database. I think the database itself is a gig, just on the one one I'm playing, so... 
that's the plan there. Moving on. Uh, I've been playing Hades. Hell yeah. Um, it seems like a roguelike that I could get into because um, I like the voice actor who plays Hades. And it's just kind of a, that interesting kind of story. And it feels like, like it doesn't seem like it has like too much going on for like Isaac and stuff. It feels like it's like my speed. And even if you do like a run and you fail, like you make progress, you can grind out things to like upgrade stuff. And so there's always feel like you're making a prog progress. Um, also, and this is a cool little thing. The guy who does the voice of Hades is also the guy who does the soundtrack to Hades as well. So nice. Hades, Hades voice actor. Let me pull him up. Who is not James Woods. Not James Woods phoning it in. <laughs> right? By the way, I... Yeah. So, he's... So, the guy who does Hades... Or not Hades. It's Zagreus. The guy who does Zagreus. Darren Korb. To give you an idea of reason why you want to love this game... And so he he voices not only um he he voices not only Zagreus and Skelly, but he's the guy who's done the music for Hades, Pyre, Transistor, and Bastion. Nice. So he's their music guy. So remember all those awesome Bastion sound like soundtrack? Mm -hmm. He wrote and did that. And now he's also voicing the character in Hades. So Yes, yeah, from the creators of them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't give you a reason why not to be in on this guy in this game, I don't know what else I can tell you. Um, it's also a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun roguelike. Uh, and then I guess the one other one I can talk about too is F1. Yeah. Did you guys watch last week's race? If you didn't, boy, did you miss it. You missed a doozy. Um. Probably one of the one of my my highest of highs and lowest of lows came in that race. I think I can easily easily say that. Um, utter domination. Yeah, it was a tad bit eventful. It's definitely a reason I enjoyed Bastion. Yeah, it, it, see, that's definitely definitely a good reason. Guy did that. So F one race. Um, watch it. Please watch the VOD. I can try to explain it to you, but. Um, there's crashes, there's broken wings, there's great driving, there's horrible driving, and there's a lot of yeeting, which eventually ended with me being knocked out of the race. Because I got T-boned by a Mercedes. Damn you, Bottas. Damn you. I'm not saying he could have seen me, but I definitely didn't see him. Yeah, no. <laughs> He came around that corner uphill at quite a rate of knots. <laughs> it was only going to end one way. <laughs> Fortunately for you, that was a DNF. Yep. So um, then we do some strategy. We sign a new driver. We get some stuff. I, I uh, proceed to give Will a heart attack on a time trial. <laughs> yep. And, um, time. and we're going tomorrow at uh, 1130. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to Silverstone. Uh, I guess you would say Tig Whoopi's Racing's home track? 
I, I assume, yeah, I assume that and race that race in Americas. I was gonna say, like, I assume that like Tigwhippy's racing is based in Corby, just because, let's be honest, <laughs> in like in like the Tigwhippy sporting universe, like usually everything's based in Corby. <laughs> yeah, it's next to the football pitch, the factory. To, exactly. No, it's just, it's just built <laughs> off of like the now sixty thousand feet cedar stadium that I built in the middle. Man, Tigwhippy's has done so much for the local businesses around Corby. <laughs> bringing jobs to the area. It's like the test track runs around the outside of the stadium. <laughs> the test track reuses the old thing, really, the older Rockland Speedway. <laughs> I just bought that, turned it into his facility. So I guess it's a home race for us. Um, yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely America is for me. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. We have a wet qualifying with a dry race. Uh, and I am, I am a second and a half better than Hamilton on not good engine parts. So imagine what happens when I put good engine parts, but there's no downforce for the wet. So it's, it's going to be a slippery slidey kind of conditions, but imagine it will be for all of us. Yeah. Cause you're going to be setting up for the, for the dry race. So if you guys want to see, uh, uh, me yeeted around the track again. The one thing I can say about Silverstone, um, you probably won't see as much crashing because there's a lot less stone for me to <laughs> roll into. Uh, but there is a lot of other cars for me to hit. So be ready for that. If you want, if you want in tomorrow, <laughs> you should just say that now. Yeah, we, you, you say that now. Yeah. We'll uh, find some tire barriers for you. <laughs> I, that double sh that 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 chicane before the back straight, everybody. That's the that's the <laughs> bogey part of the track. You guys need to all come and watch for that. Twenty six laps, um, of just me going. The, mag just the me maggots package content. The no, maggots package content. Uh, no. Of me just going. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, be wings, God, lords. <laughs> watch. This is gonna be like uh, James. We have a problem with the DRS. It is stuck open. This it's is my life now. <laughs> it's going to be fine in the straights. We're going to worry about those bendy bits. But you know that that means that with a DNF last week, I'm back in the lead of our rivalry. Yeah. Yay! It, <laughs> it's like six, though seven. in the total of DNFs, yeah. I'm still winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Fuck. was your? did you have one as spectacular as mine, though? Um, see, that would be spoiling it. I can't say. Have I don't you had spoil. one yet that is as spectacular as mine? No. No. Hamilton did behind me, but no. Just think Just think about that race, everybody. Think about it. First place pole position. Grid penalty to the back. Fights my way all the way up through the, through the, uh, through the grid. Gets up to sixth place. Gets taken out. Goes in, gets wing repair, starts fighting back again, makes up a bunch of things, gets taken out again, fights my way back into it a little bit more, and then gets yeeted. And by taken out, as I took myself out the first time. The second time was a racing incident, and the third time definitely was a racing incident. It also has a. It also we also break it down too in that episode. So watch that because we we break it down. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. That's all I've been doing. Curious. What have you well, been playing? 
As one can imagine, I have been continuing my adventures in RL Craft. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, have there been some events. Uh, let me get the board. <clears throat> so there was a, a brief stint of um, rage quit. Not gonna lie, I did. Uh, I did lose my shit one day. Um, it was just a bad circumstance where I went mining and I lost everything three times over. Okay, I just yeah. I lost so much shit. Um, but. In that, I settled on two things. Um, I did a bunch of off-stream uh, farm building. I just expanded my farm. I built outwards, and I just cleaned up some of the area. Um, a lot of boring stuff and not a whole lot of activity and not a whole lot worth talking about. However, I did decide I'm going to go on a full-stack you know, raid of my own minds. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to build up a whole bunch of shit. I'm going to spec out my gear. I'm going to enchant my armor. I'm going to enchant my weapons. I'm going to... I'm I'm ready to go. I'm summoning shit. I got the full squadron to go. And we went mining. And boy, oh boy, was that 110% worth it. The full culmination of all of my abilities in that game just to go on a mining trip netted me a fuck ton of diamonds, emeralds, life crystals, redstone, iron. I rebuilt so much shit. And that was just my first delve in there. I overloaded my inventory almost immediately because it was just clearing things out. Now, to those who don't watch my series, um, mining in Minecraft in vanilla version is I break a block, I break a block, I break a block. Ooh, something nice. Break that. Keep it. Mining in RLcraft is I have this hammer. It creates a cross-shaped junction that is four blocks tall, four, uh, seven blocks wide, and four blocks deep. So you get that cross-section going. So you can look up, and you can look to the sides, and you have a pathway where you can walk. And things spawn out the ass, primarily things that hit hard and will kill you quickly. Because I'm mining at diamond level the entire time. So, I've been going in a grid shape. So that there is a horizontal plane, one block up from walking space, all the way across for however far out I go. And while I don't have enough light to keep it all lit, I did equip myself with a ring that allows night vision. And the number of resources just pour in. It just pours in, and it was so satisfying. It was so good. And I'm excited to do more. Now, the other game I played was some League of Legends. I've been just hanging out, playing with a friend, and been having a good time. Nice. And uh, they released the new champion and internationals are out right now. So I couldn't tell you who is currently on the lead, but it looks like LG is in a, in a losing position against R7 in day two of the play-in groups. 
that's where we're at there. The uh, the esports uh, commentary begins again <laughs> when it interests me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, if that's all you've been playing, matey, that's all. Fantastic. Well, I will get on to my bits because uh, stream wise, you can see the stuff on there. Uh, you can see me getting annoyed at the ambassador for um, code errors popping up four times in about 20 minutes on the stream. And then that's in between the boss fight, what looks like to be the final boss fight with at least four phases. We've only three lives to do that in. And so I, I, after the fourth crash, I did, I did like you, James. I show people me going on to my PC and deleting and uninstalling it. <laughs> Something oh, very um, cathartic about that, isn't there? Yeah. And do you know the problem is I, I was enjoying the ambassador until that started happening. And the end couple of levels when he just got frustrating for frustrating sake, it felt like. And it's just shame. It's a real shame that it turned out like that. So unless they patch it or something, that, that's me done with it. So I moved on to um, a tower defense game called This Ancient Planet, which is actually quite easy and fun. I mean, Michael, as Michael said, he was getting annoyed. He was just watching me. So. Ancient Planet looks like it had some assets taken from uh, StarCraft. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Like OG StarCraft. It really wouldn't surprise me if it did. Um, I mean, the premise is very simple. You've got a fort. It has guns on it. You have a path which could split off into a couple of paths. You are given guns. You're given like, towers. You are given things like mines, walls, you know. And you've also got an area, a small area, to, re to mine resources. Stop waves coming at you to try and destroy your fort. That's it. That's the premise of it. Go do it. Very simple, but quite soothing, really, in, in in respect to a tower defense. It reminds me of Pixel Junk Monsters, and I love playing that on the PS3. It was one of those games that just it was it made you think, and you had to sort of replace your towers a lot. But very enjoyable, very very enjoyable. Um, also, stuff off stream. Let's have a look, because I also played a game called Breakpoint last night on stream in Art of Rally. Breakpoint is think Geometry Wars, but instead of using guns, you use things like swords, axes, mallets. Which, I don't know, I don't think it quite works, sadly to say. I just don't think it quite works as, as what they want. It's, it's basically a score chase. You have one mode. Hit things, destroy them. Done. That's it. That's literally the game. So there's not really much you can talk about, you know, with that. Um, and then Art of Rally. Art of Rally is done by the same company who brought you Absolute Drift. And it it feels it. It, it does feel it. It's, it's not bad, actually. I, I did enjoy just going around the tracks on that. I was watching J-Dub play it afterwards, and he was getting more frustrated because you move offline. You go off course of about three feet and it decides, oh, you need your car recovering. Whoop, goes black screen, puts you back on track, time penalty. I didn't really get that as much with mine, I, I, you know, and 
purely because after you know Jay Jay was taking the piss out of me, you know, with my uh with my rally driving skills, <laughs> he then went worse. Which is quite funny. Um was it is it worth about twenty quid on Steam? Actually maybe. I can't give you a full yes or no on that because I haven't played enough of it. Uh, it seems like the more you go through the career, the longer the stages will be, which, you know, for longevity stake, it's, it's quite good. From the potential, it's there. And you have a free roam mode, so you go do collectibles while going off-road, which is it's fine. It's great. Can I use my wheel with it? <laughs> we did ask that, didn't we? I think you might be able to. And that was the one that, that sent my uh, my stream into Meltdown because it, it wanted to stream in 4K. It's just like, oh, yeah, I need to turn the graphics down. <laughs> you know, it was playing it okay in that in that, that settings. It's just, yeah, stream-wise. Yeah, I learned not- that. Uh, I, I finally learned that after five years of streaming, that if you're going to stream at 60 frames a second, make sure the game's at 60 frames a second, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to play yes. Destiny and be like, why is the game stuttering? Oh, it's on unlimited frame rate. <laughs> so, oh, oh, no, shit. <laughs> shit. Um, we played some Magicka 2 last night, which... That... The more I played of it, you know, when I was getting into it and learning what things do and how to, you know, combine stuff, that was actually quite a good laugh for you guys. Even with our constant shooting and hitting each other, yeah, that's so. Let me let me also open up. That's the magic of Magicka. That's the joy of Magicka. It's not. It, it's hilarious because it's it is friendly fire enabled for a cooperative game that is just. Uh, it's hilarious. I mean, I can see that. I can see why that it's also advantageous because you can put yourself a shield on, have it reflect off of you, and you can deal more damage to things that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it totally makes sense. Yeah, it's very goofy. It's very fun. It's it's something that I, I would look at playing some more of because it that that was a laugh. Even the script. Oh, yeah. you've got them talking in here. Blah 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 blah. blah beef jerky. Right? What? <laughs> they didn't say that. Ninety-five. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was great. You hear the bird, you hear the bird, the chicky wicky, and the beat, 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 and the herp, herp, herp. Chris, I didn't know that they spoke it's pretty great. in this game. It was weird. It's pretty great. Um, they, they've always, uh, the first Magic guy also did that same, like, language thing. Uh, and, I mean, it was just a blast. They're poking fun at, like, translation and, and the mishaps that happen with it. They're having a good time with it. It's great. It does not take itself seriously. Uh, the The story is actually really good. Uh, at least for Magic of One, the story was really good. Hilariously good. And it's just... Uh, it was needlessly good for what it is. So it's always fun. It's always a good time. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we looked at that and recommended doing that. Because uh, that was a great time last night. Hampered only by my controller, which I'm getting sorted. This was... Yeah, it does control better with uh with mouse and keyboard. I can say that. Yeah, it was just it's just finding you know what button does which. That's the only bit because we sort of sailed partially through 
<laughs> just pissing about what we need to do and i wasn't paying attention to the like the tutorial bit up to the left of the screen i was just like so where are we going then what how do we hit <laughs> Which i know more... i was like i was trying to get you guys to do the tutorial but then you guys died and i couldn't rescue you and i was like shit <laughs> <laughs> but try it it's, it's a good laugh um let me see what else i did uh off stream i did a bit more word maze trying to get a few more trophies which seemed to happen been recording some more of uh, formula one 2020 which is nice we're now past uh Zandvo in uh, the netherlands i'm not going to say that race that race was it was an interesting race so i'll say that um but you have to wait until we get to season two with james's one before you see it so ha <laughs> And I have started, thanks to a very, 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 very lovely gesture as a birthday gift from the person who's currently on the phone, who bought me Persona 4 Golden last weekend. So I started playing that. That's a weird game, isn't it? It's off the wall. It's different. Uh, it, the start of it, to me, is a visual novel. Where you just sit there, click, next bit, click, next bit, click, next bit. Oh, now I can start moving a little bit rather than an RPG. So for that, I wasn't fully engaged with it. And then the uh, the RPG elements started coming in where they're fighting. And it's like, it starts to draw me in because it's sheer weird going into that TV world. I don't know how much of you've played of it, Chris. Have you played any of Persona? I have not, no. Because well, the basic premise is this. Um, there is a news announcer who is having an affair with a councilman. That's, that's basically the start of the story. When you, as a high school kid, move from the big city to a small town, a small country town. Mm -hmm. um, then she mysteriously turns up dead on the top of a TV antenna. Hmm. And so that's weird in itself. And then it goes from there. And so, yeah, so if you like visual novels, you know, like the Dream Daddy sort of stuff, it, it's along those lines. But RPGs, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm enjoying it for that. There, there's some very, very silly bits in this. <clears throat> um, so I'm at a part now where I think it's more open-ended because it also does things like it opens for stuff up like you can do jobs for money and you have to sort of balance your sort of high school life with this other life where you where this persona um wakes up so it helps you do fighting demons and monsters and all this stuff i want to play it because i want to get through it before persona 5 comes out on the ps5 so i can get that for the uh, ps plus benefits so Thank you, James, for, you know, actually buying that for us as a birthday present. That was really nice and unexpected. That was for me and Chris, both. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Chris, as well, because it was, as I say, it was very nice of you. Um, of course. And, and that's pretty much what I've been playing off screen, off stream. Shout out some pin parts time. I think so. Well, we've got... Uh, our extra life bits coming up with other uh, milestones and things. 
which is going to be uh, interesting, including the Formula One, including James does two hours of Dark Souls free. Make me regret it. <laughs> Make me regret getting my ass handed to me by Tom on Street Fighter Five. Please do that. <laughs> And also, make me regret bringing out for one more time on Twitch Sings before it shuts down on the 1st of January, the Yorkshire Trader, with guests, including Crafty Revel and Milk. Make us regret this stuff. Make, make, make us do this for the kids, you know. I'm sure we'll do other milestones as well to help you guys out and uh, bring some more stuff Snake! in. But yeah, that's my chat. Pimpass chatters. You guys got any? <laughs> yeah, uh, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> so if if that's done, then that's the end of the show. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. It's been fun. It's been good. It's been nice, nice discussiony bits. Um. Hell yeah. Another one done and dusted. Yep, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to extra life. We're getting closer to the new thingies. So, the coffee night playing Minecraft tonight? Coffee night playing Minecraft tonight. We will be hitting past day 100. We will be mining again, taking a mining trip. And then we will try to find... Also, at some point I encountered a dragon. So that was that was wild. <laughs> but uh, that was a low-risk encounter. Where are you posting your VODs, Chris? Uh, I I have not put any of my VODs anywhere. I have the raw files from the stream still that I have not cut down. Okay. You should you should do that. Probably put it on the Coffee Night YouTube channel. Uh to be to be reestablished, uh but yeah. It's not like I'm it's putting not, words in Chris's yet. mouth for him. No no no. This, <laughs> this was something I already had planned. Don't you worry. It's just something I haven't done yet. Yes. I, I completely I also understand. need to get all my alerts to work again. <laughs> For uh, some reason, it only follows work and occasionally hosts. But it's a crapshoot for hosts. Thing dues. Yep. So tonight, the coffee night in RL Craft. Tomorrow morning, early in the morning, for me at least, is going to be the Sunday service. Yep, a cut-down Sunday service from 10 to half 11 because the Grand Prix starts at 10 past 12. And uh, the 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 more important Grand Prix happens mm -hmm. later in the afternoon with yours truly. Basically when the Tottenham game ends. Yeah. Because they start at 9 EST. So, do the math. 9 to kickoff. No, yeah, so no, yeah, I'm probably regular time, eleven thirty. But just, just as an FYI, um, yeah, because my morning goes probably if I if I'm up, I'll see, I'll look at some of Will's stream. But let's be honest, if I'm up that early, things have either gone really wrong or really weird. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll be watching probably some of the F1 race if I wake up for it or the end of it. Then I will watch Tottenham. Then I will race. An F1, and then I will probably watch the Patriots at one. Sounds like a good day to me. It's a lot of a lot of stuff on Sunday. Getting exercise. So 
got a jam-packed 24 hours for you guys. Um, you should definitely come and watch some of those streams. Because we're this is shoutouts and pimpouts, right? This is this is the right section for me to be talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do that. Um I can tell you, I've been a part of and I've watched a lot of Chris's RL craft streams. A lot of fun, a lot of interesting stuff. I didn't know Minecraft could look that pretty. Water could look that pretty in a video game. The oh, water yeah. in that game is redonkulous. So check that out or check out the VODs at It's the Coffee Night. Will, what are you playing on the Sunday service? Uh, I will be playing some more of the intermediate series of Assetto Corsa. And of course. Yours truly is going to risk it for the biscuit. Yeet it around Silverstone and see if I too can't finish the race on three tires. Lord, me wings gone. Me wings gone, Lord. By the way, uh, on this channel, uh, F1 is slowly becoming the most watched series. Because apparently people like me eating it. So please come and watch an American uh, defile of, uh, an English institution. That is what we're here for. That is what we're here for, and it's what we do best. That's been the coffee night. That's been Lord Tea Maker. I've been James. This has been Tig Whippies. I'm gonna I'm going to switch this over to something else before I put my foot further down my throat. Mm, delicious, delicious toes. Have a good night or day. Just have a day. <laughs> have have a day. Have a day.